Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. It's the last Tuesday of the month. Brian Hirsch, a very good morning to you. Kathy, good morning to you. Um, I think I'm getting closer to getting back to the studio. Look, Brian, to be honest with you, I, I think, you know, I, I, I was looking forward to it towards the end of last year and then really hopeful when we started this year. And now I'm just, I've, I've surrendered. I've surrendered to the elements. I'm just like, look, when it happens, it'll happen. But Kathy, I don't want to let myself down again. Kathy, absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> and, and you know, Brian, that you and I, it's been just over a year now, and we haven't met. No. So for all you know, without Google, I actually don't know what you look like. Right, but you see, I know what you look like. <laughs> all right, Brian. Uh, today's okay. the last Tuesday of the month, and we're taking questions from people. Yeah, yeah some, of them, some of the questions I've already dealt with last week. But, you know, last week we spoke about what can people do, and I had a call from a lady called Nadia Raji. She heads, heads up an organization called, called Uzenzela. Uh, and they are very much involved with helping people with grants and businesses. Uh, they do a lot of work for DTIC. And they, said, and they sent me a note here saying that the DTIC is looking at designing an incentive to support business due to looting and need info to design it properly and then they've given me a link for, of the survey for mm-hmm. those affected entities in KZN and, G, and, and Gauteng. I know that our president on Sunday night also gave um, comments about grants and everything like that. Um, so very simply, uh, I've got details of that where you can go um, uh, to actually have a look at what is possible. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Brian, do, do they want small businesses to be part of the survey, to participate in the survey, or what, what do they need well, from people? Well, I think people? They, 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 they said uh, an incentive to support business due to looting. Because mm-hmm. last week we were talking about, you know, and the government and president spoke on, uh, on Sunday, if you've got Sazria cover, then you, you, will be, you should be covered and you should be paid out by the government insurance company called Sazria. But many people didn't have insurance and government made some comments mm-hmm. that they would help those people. But I'm not sure how you go about doing that because everyone would have a different level of claim and I don't know how you'd go. But here's an organization that has just made a comment that they could. And may I suggest, I'm going to make this suggestion, if anyone wants uh, the, the details, because it's a long, quite a long, complicated um, uh, email and uh, Google site, but if anyone wants it, if they could Google me on Brian H at bhca.co.za, Brian H, Brian with a Y, Brian H at bhca.co.za. I'm not going to get involved in any discussion because I don't know anything about it, but I will send to them, if they send that note, I will send them where they can go on and have a look how mm. this particular organization may be able to help. And it comes from two young ladies who run an organization called Uzenzela. I have mentored these two late ladies for over 14 years from the days they were first studying and uh, they, they, they do a lot of work helping businesses uh, raise grants that they're even unaware of. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about now, we're talking about normal grants to grow their business uh, and do things. So uh, if they want to please 
Brian H at bhca.co.za. I'm not entering into any discussion or correspondence because I don't know it, but I will send them the slot. All right. That's that's absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, sharing that, Brian. And uh, we'll certainly give the email address out again before uh, we close off the show uh, today. And uh, like you're saying, it's just for people who are looking for assistance to get in touch, even though you don't know necessarily what kind of assistance will be provided at this stage. Yeah. Okay. I'll, just, I'll repeat it. The DTI is looking at designing an incentive to support businesses due to looting and need info to design it properly. And then they've got a link for those affected entities. That's mm-hmm. what they said. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that, Brian. So let's then also continue just with some of the financial questions that we've been dealing with. And and I'm hoping that what we can do um, next week is provide a bit of more clarity, especially for those listeners uh, who would be interested in some of these um, means that are said to be made available. I, I know that right now not a lot of information is out there. And so I'm hoping that with the passing of a week, by the time we speak again next week, Tuesday, we'll at least have better clarity in terms of what is available and where people can actually go. Yeah, you know what I'll do? If you recall last week, mm. I also spoke about articles at City Press. I spoke about business leadership. I spoke about BLSA. I spoke about SASA. What I'll do is I'll just prepare a little note mm. which I would send to anyone who communicates with me just so that they've got these names of these organizations because maybe many people missed it last Tuesday. Yeah, all right. Okay, Brian. So, uh, of course, at the beginning of the month, we were still dealing with uh, the ordinary day-to-day personal finance matters that uh, people get in touch with us about. And um, the issue of judgments has been quite a big one recently. Yeah, but I think we dealt with that. Mm. We gave it to, mm. we gave, you know, you've got to go to court. You've got to get that judgment rescinded. Um, it can take 30 years to get a judgment rescinded, uh, and a judgment stays, the, the, the mark against your name stays there for five years. But if you've got a judgment against you, you're not going to get credit. Mm. Talk to, I'm just going to say simply, if you owe money, talk to the people you owe money to. Mm, mm. And that's really good advice. I want to quickly go to number four, Brian, and it's about um, the difference between investing monthly versus saving up uh, a lump sum to invest. Yeah, well, look, let me explain. The the beauty of monthly investing, it becomes a habit. And it's that habit that eventually creates capital. It's like everything. You want to go to gym. If you go once, you'll never go again. You go regularly, but you don't do a lot of exercise, but your body just knows to go to gym. That's the best. It's this habit. And, 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 people, and, and often when you're putting money away to, to invest a, a lump sum, often good intentions are not met. Because it's easier to save small amounts at a time as we are often tempted when we have large amounts. So think about it. You're putting 500 rand away a month. Yes, it, it still may be difficult to do, but you build up, put 500 rand in the savings account and you build it up to 10,000. And now you're going to invest 10,000. But all of a sudden, there are a lot of other things you could be spending 10,000 on. So often when we are, we are so tempted when there are large amounts not to save. Saving monthly and also the most important thing is the principle of rand cost averaging. When you're buying monthly, if markets are going up and down, it doesn't really matter because you're going to be buying units. When markets are down, you're buying units at a lower price. And when markets are up, you're buying it at a slightly higher price. 
When you put a lump sum in, you may be buying at a very high price, and you could then get that shock of markets falling. So that's why I like people to invest monthly. becomes a habit, and, you know, it can become a habit, and many of our listeners, particularly our older listeners, they mm. may have been doing it for the last 30, 40, 50 years. I know I've been saving monthly since I was 18, uh, I'm not going to give my age away, but uh, <laughs> I can promise you it's a lot longer than 55 years. Mm. And, and people, of course, uh, you know, tend to get stuck with how much to save. Well, how much to save depends on your age and where you are in life. I mean, I've always said that saving is about three conceptions. One is short-term, which is savings. I'm saving to put a deposit down on my home. I'm saving for a car. I'm saving for events. That is saving. That's not investing. And anything longer, as you go to three to five to seven or ten years, becomes long-term. But if young people start early, mm. and they start when they first get a salary, you've never had a salary before, never. All of a sudden, you're now earning 8,000 rand a month. If you take 500 rand or 1,000 rand from that 8,000, you never had 8,000 before. You had se- Now you've got seven. You're still better off than you were when you started. So it's so much easier. And what is critical is when you start your savings, don't let them be disrupted. Don't stop them. Carry on. Mm. The only thing you should do is if you are getting into difficulty, maybe reduce your savings a little bit, but carry on so that habit is there all the time. You know, that's what life's about. It's about repetition and habit. Let me quickly go to the phone lines, Brian. Nzika, now you're calling us from Durban. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mr. Sun. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, I've been meaning to make this call for quite some time because I quite appreciate the service that uh, Brian Hesh is doing on this particular program. And he, if I remember quite well, he was doing it uh, even during your predecessor's time. Mm. But what really bothers me is the fact that Brian has seems to have a lock on this program. And I therefore wish to know if he's the only person in, in this whole country who has this particular ability. I'll tell you why I'm posing that question. just hold that thought for me. I've got a quick break coming up. I actually didn't see it before I took your call. So let me go to the break and I'll give you a chance to continue after this, okay? The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. It's 22 after 10. We're talking finance with Brian Hirsch. And, of course, you can get in touch with us on 011-714-2006 on the WhatsApp line. That's 614 104 Nzikana, you're calling us from Durban. Apologies, I had to uh, cut you shorter, but there you can con- continue. Go ahead. Thank you very much, Mr. Sessan. The, the, the point I'm making is, is that on market updates, mm. which, which is a program I also listen to because of the work that I do, for quite a number of years, there was, there was a lock similar to the one Brian Hesh uh, is having. On a daily basis, the analysis was being done by David Shapiro. Mm. Now, of course, now David Shapiro comes in on, on one day. But on that program, it's either David Shapiro or Chantel Marx or Nissan Ne, who incidentally also comes from David Shapiro's company. So you, you, you can actually see here that is there's a particular perception mm-hmm. that is being driven, that there's a, 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 this particular expertise or knowledge is carried by certain people. Now, on the program on, on, run by Ibong Akaro from after 79, mm-hmm. um, which is similar to the, to, the, to the market update program, 
Mr. Kawa is able to bring in um from Aninja, uh, Mr. Tombeni, um a, a, a myriad of, of, of other analysts. Mm. Now you, you, you get a sense, first of all, the, 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 what really asks me here is that Brian is in the position that he is in. And I am in the position that I am, I am in, specifically because of the Body Education Act of 1952, which was designed to make certain people look superior to other people. That's the first point. But the second point is you can see that there, there's some subtle apartheid that is being driven here, that on, mm-hmm. on, on this, uh, this program at this time, there'll be Brian Hash. On market update, there'll be certain people. And in the evening, um, on, on a black program, There'll be, there'll be black analysts. So, the only, yeah. only black analyst that you can hear on Market Update is, 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 is Makoma Sile. Mm-hmm. Now, now, now my, my, question, my question remains, why does Brian Hesh have this lock on this particular program and why are the things which are happening on Market Update happening the mm-hmm. way that mm-hmm. they are? Look, in Sikana, I think that it's 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 a difficult conversation for Brian to answer because he's not responsible for putting himself on air. And I think what you're raising is a programming issue. And it's something that we will also have to take up with the programming managers here at the station. So I am I am recording your complaint. And I will pass it on to the programming managers. And I think that they're probably best placed to help answer that, that question. But but thanks for calling in and raising that point. Brian, I don't know if you have if you want to say anything to that. I'm a bit shocked by that call simply because my job here for the last 30 years has been to provide service to the public. Mm. Uh, I do it free of charge. Get involved in many, many problems for individuals who phone me off air, particularly where I can see there's a problem. You see here, we spoke about last week, how can we help people? This is not about Brian Hurst. This is about individuals who have problems, individuals who have questions, and someone's got to answer them. It doesn't matter who's answering the question as long as the person's giving a decent answer. I always say you can never ask a stupid question. You can only get a stupid answer. So the people who ask me questions, if I don't know the answer, as you know, because I don't know everything, no one can know everything, I will go back and research it and come back and give answers. So this is really the public's place to call in. You, you can't phone these other programs. I watch these programs. I listen to the program on all the different channels. I listen to all the different analysts because I'm interested in research on companies. However, th- this, is about a, this is really about a question and answer. For example, on a last Tuesday, I take all the calls I've had during the month, and it could have been anything between 300 calls. I've answered every one of them. Sometimes I can't get back to people because they don't leave numbers and where they are. And then I report back the general questions I've had to help the public. And I think uh, this gentleman's uh, call to me is a bit shocking because if you ask the public who've been listening to this program for all these years, have they got help? Have they got benefit Mm -hmm. from me giving them advice? It could be anyone. I mean, today we're all governed by FAES, Financial Advisory Intermediary Services Act. We governed about knowledge. It's important that we provide appropriate advice based on the knowledge we have. That's why I don't try and be specific because everyone's circumstances are different. But I answer questions of a general nature. Anyone could be answering. I don't understand what that's got to do with the colour of my skin. Okay. 
All right, Brian, uh, let's leave it there for now. Let's leave that issue um, uh, there for now because I've got a couple of callers that are still waiting on the line for you. Colin in Cape Town. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Brian. <laughs> Haven't heard Good from you morning. in a while. Hello. Uh, do you know, I phone almost every morning but never get phone get the return call. Oh, Batung. Yeah. Oh, Colin, yeah, so ask these. You know I'm a regular, but I haven't been able to get through. I'll phone you back, but nobody phones me. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to shout at Lebo and Gwenzekile. They've got no, to, they, ca- they can't leave you no, hanging. It's, no, it's not, it's not Lebo. It's that lady, the lady who takes my number every time. In oh, the morning early. okay. Yeah. Please receive my apologies, Colin. Go yeah, for it. Okay. Uh, Brian, uh, uh, the normal span of a of an ordinary working person, let's say from 18 or 20 years old till 60, you've got 40 years now. You belong to a good pension fund. You've got a choice of how to um, invest, risk, or whatever it is. Is it wise to, to have a too conservative portfolio? And when, at what stage between 20 and 40 should you become conservative? In the last 20 years or the last 10 years, take risk in the early stages. Thanks, Brian. Well, that's an interesting question because being conservative from 20 to 60 is why people don't retire with enough. But when you get to the age of 60, you've still got 20, 25 years ahead of you that you're hoping that your money will last you. So you've been saving monthly or yearly, and now it comes to age 60, and now you're not saving any longer. So all the years you've been working, hopefully you've been adding to the coffers and building up your fund. Now you get to 60, and with inflation and longevity, you have no idea how long your money has to last. And therefore, you've got 20 or 30 years where you haven't saved. And with all these other additional costs, and as I said, inflation, the pension inflation, running anything closer to 6%, people living into the 80s and 90s, and even some into the 100s, your money has to last. So you've got to make sure you save enough in those working years to support you in the years you don't work. So you have to be more growth orientated. So when you say to me, at what stage should you be conservative? I don't think you should be getting conservative or even you can downweight, but only when you get into the 50s. You don't need to do that at least five to 10 years before retirement. You've got plenty of time still to make up. And also you've also got to be thinking about the 10 years after retirement. So everyone's circumstances are different. But I think the problem why people don't have enough money at retirement is when they leave you spoke about employment from 18 to age uh, 60. Cathy, should we carry this on after yes, after please. our break? <laughs> yes, please. I was just about to come in there. It's just after 10.30. Luanda Mome is standing by with the latest news headlines. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. All right, we continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch. And Brian, you were just uh, wrapping up that response to Colin. Yeah, I was making the point that the problem with people that they don't have enough money in retirement is fourfold. One, they start saving too late. They don't start early enough. Mm-hmm. Two, they don't uh, make enough contributions. Three, when they leave their jobs, they don't uh, preserve 
if money's in their pension fund, they take it and they spend. And then the fourth is the point Colin made. They don't take enough growth orientation. They think short-term when, they're thinking, when they should be thinking long-term. Mm-hmm. The only time you should be thinking long-term is when you're thinking about retirement. I talk short, medium, and long. Short and medium term have different connotations. But long-term is about retirement. And therefore, you need to be much more growth-orientated for much longer. And even as you get close to retirement, it doesn't mean I now downweight completely and become conservative because of the extra years and longevity that um, could impact on my savings. All right. Colin, does that take care of your question? Thanks very much, Brian. <laughs> Thanks very much, Kathy. All right, Colin. Bye-bye. Great to speak to you again. Hopefully it won't be too yeah, long before we speak you. again. No, always phones me back. Okay. Others don't. Okay. All right. All right, Colin. Colin out in in Cape Town. And Brian, just on the issue of of saving, I've got a message here from Cindy, who says I'm going to retire, resign at 52 at the end of the year. Please advise on the following: best preservation fund to transfer pension payout uh, from GEPF, and how much can I take out upfront tax free? Okay. First one. The best preservation fund, all the companies offer the preservation funds, and all you're doing is buying a room from one of the companies, whether it be Momentum, Sunlam, Old Mutual, Liberty, it doesn't matter. What does matter is what are they charging you for that room, and you shouldn't be paying anything more than half a percent for that room. But now you've got to furnish the room, which is the investments. So with any, whatever company you go to, you can you they all have open architecture, which means Liberty you can invest with Sunlam, and Sunlam you can invest in Investec, and, uh, and, and Momentum you can invest with Coronation. So wherever you want, you can invest. So firstly, the preservation fund you go to, find out what the cost is, and then the, someone's got to advise you the underlying investments because you're only 52, you've still got years to go to retirement, so you need to be a bit more growth-orientated in your investment choice. And then the, the financial planner who advises you must also keep, keep reviewing to see whether the funds they've invested you in are still appropriate for, number one, for your requirements, and number two, are they still doing well and performing. As per how much you can draw, you're allowed to draw... 25,000, the first 25,000 rand is tax-free, and the balance between that and 660,000 will be taxed at 18%. So if you take 50,000, the first 25,000 will be tax-free, the balance of 25 will be taxed at 18%, up to a maximum of 660,000. You only get this benefit once, Mm -hmm. and when you retire, it will have an impact on how much tax-free you can take. You can take a lot more tax-free, but the 18% 18% percentage will go up a lot higher than that. Yeah, look, and that 18% is quite steep, hey, Brian? Yeah, look, it, look, it all depends on your circumstances, but yeah. I think 18% is quite steep. Uh, and again, the fact that you're taking and paying the tax now, that you're not allowing the money to grow, you're not allowing the, the funds to get the benefit of compound interest, it has a major impact ultimately at retirement. So I say to anyone, if you're coming out of a fund preserve your money. You do not need to take it. It's, it's, ta- it's taxable and it has major impact later in life. Right. Obviously, if you need the money, it's a different story. Magic in the Eastern Cape. Good morning, Magic. Thank you. Morning, Cassie. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Cassie, I've got a quick question for Brian. Mm. Um, um, Cassie, my wife and I, um, we've got a little one, right? Um, he's 28 months old and um, 
when we found out that she was pregnant, we started to put away 150 bucks for him. For the last 28 months, uh, we basically put 150 bucks away for him. And currently it's standing on 4,200. Now, I wanted my question to Brian is, uh, when, when is a suitable time to invest, say for example, over the next, when he turns five years old, to take that lump sum and to invest it in a unit trust? Because the current interest rate that we're getting from the savings account is less than inflation rate. So does he think it's better to invest it in a unit trust or just to keep saving up? Um, because well, we, he's only going to have interest in the money when he's 21 years old. Perfect. Look, you're talking long term, very long term, and simply you don't want to put it, you don't want to have it in a money market account. You want to have it in a unit trust. The best unit trust you can go for are the exchange traded funds, the Satrix funds. You can go onto site www.satrix. You're going to save monthly perfectly because you would have been buying low for the last number of years, and now the markets have improved, so you would have got the benefit. So you certainly want to come out of money market funds. You want to increase the Satrix. It's the lowest cost. There are no brokers involved. There are no financial advisors. It's very passive. It's Satrix, and I would be going into the Satrix dividend fund and the Satrix 40. And when I say I'd be going into the funds, that's where I've been putting my own grandchildren's money for the last One's 11 and a half and the other one's nine. I just put it away every month. I increase it every year by 8% so that I'm ke keeping up with inflation. That's what you should be doing. Come out of the money market and put it into Satrix Fund. www.satrix.co.za. Brian, we all deserve grandfathers like you. Magic, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. And just, just one more quick question as well. Brian, mm. do you think it's a good idea to close your bond account? Uh, I've got a, a, a non-Texas bond account. Um, once, the, say, for example, we've um, paid off a house, do you think it's the best idea to keep saving on the bond account or should we close it? No, I don't think, you look, you, you're not get, you, you save money when you owe money because you're paying the higher rate of interest. But if your savings on your bonds account, you're not getting a good rate of return. That doesn't mean you should close your bond account. I think if you've got an access bond, you should always keep that account open in case of an emergency or in case of you need to do something and you've got the facility. But just remember, often an access account that seems to be open does not stay open. So when you suddenly go back and you want to reinstate that access bond account, uh, you, you've got to go through a whole lot of questions in terms of your financial ability to, to fund whatever you borrow. It's like today under the, um, uh, the, you can't just borrow money and you can't just take on credit. But I wouldn't close a bond, just keep it open. Always make sure one thing, is that your house, when you've got a bond, you have house owner's insurance, which covers the fire and other perils to your home. Make sure that that is adequately covered and that you are paying that, even if you closed your bond. Even if, if, if you've got your bond open, make sure that fire policy is either being insured by yourself on your own policy or through the particular um, uh, company that's given you the finance. Make sure of that and make sure that, that some insured is adequate because a lot of people who, have, who unfortunately uh, had, um, all, who got, had all the problems this last two weeks they may be insured, but they may find that they're underinsured, that their values should have been higher, mm. but, and that, that could have an impact on the claim. All right. All right. Magic, thanks, thanks so for much. the call. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate sure. it. Magic out in the Eastern Cape. Scully in Durban. Hello, Scully. Good morning to you, uh, Katie. 
Thank you for taking my call. Katie, my lots to say, man. You know, welcome mm-hmm. back. But the thing that, 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 that broke me, forgot everything what to say is uh, uh, because somebody attacked Brian Zeman. You know, mm-hmm. Brian is with us for long. And like, as you said, he's a grandfather of money. Money has no color. But Brian has been with us for so long. He's been with Bongi, Sakina, come window. Mm-hmm. And tell the nation who you are, Brian, who you were to Rowana Bird, you know, one of our beloved that left us. And don't let this worry you. Please don't let it worry you. Be with us. You know, you get all this. You get these things. Um, I also witnessed a Nyala broke down and a mechanic, an ordinary mechanic had to repair it before it goes on his journey. Uh, please see about the pensioners. Why are the pensioners being stopped from taking their money? You know, I don't know. Mm. Scully, have a good day. All right. All right, Scully. Thanks for that call. And what a lovely call, Brian. I must say I'm getting a lot of messages. And uh, let me read one or two out to you. Um, this is from Yonela. Hi, Brian. I started listening to your slot a few years back. I've since taken your advice and made it a habit. Today, I don't have debts, no credit cards. And when I look at my emergency funds and RAs, I cannot thank you enough. You have brought peace into our lives. Uh, somebody else says that was a bit fair against Brian. He didn't create the past. Money is money. And what's going on is not in his control. He doesn't make the rules for finance. Tato in the Free State. Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much uh, to Brian for always giving excellent and helpful advice. Um, Barbara in Neisner, we support Brian absolutely. He is the most non-racist on SAFM. And yeah, I'll leave it there with that particular message. So uh, Brian, certainly part of the sentiment that is out there in response to the call that we have received. Uh, Just before I let you go, maybe a quick recap of the numbers that people can use to get in touch with you. No, I'm not going to give my number out today because I'm today I gave the number out. Oh, the email address. And I'm scared that I'll get hundreds of phone calls and obviously I can't handle that on my radio line. So we'll carry on with my giving my number out again next week. Okay. All right, Brian. No problem at By all. By the way, that number is only given out to people who have problems and need help. Okay. All right, Brian. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Uh, Brian Hirsch there. Uh, somebody else says, hi, says Kathy. I just want to say Brian must not let that caller bring him down. Um, so a lot of you also actually, um, you know, just responding to the caller that uh, that called in. Somebody else, it gives me grief to hear somebody complaining about Brian. Not the color of the mouth, but real facts I'm after. I'm f- I've followed Brian and his teachings for over 10 years years without regret. I'm three years into retirement because of Brian's free lessons and calls coaching me. I'm well cushioned. I haven't even touched my one third. His formula of setting up retirement package has helped me tremendously. People obsess over, lose a lot uh, for obsessing over color. May God bless Brian for his selflessness. That's a message there uh, from Piladi in Gauteng. So as you can tell, uh, uh, a lot of responses uh, to the call that we had received. We're going to be in conversation with the gift of the givers. Dr. Imtiaz Suleiman is going to be speaking to us about uh, a campaign that they're going to be running alongside uh, the station, alongside SAFM. We'll find out more uh, about what we're going to be doing and also how it is that you, as part of the SAFM family, 
can get involved. The hashtag there is hashtag action against poverty. I'm also seeing a lot of you are still sending me these WhatsApp messages, even videos of the SANDF vehicles that you're spotting stuck on the side of the road. Um, and, and, and I just... Just looking at the sheer scale of it, uh, it's just, yeah, I must say I'm quite surprised. It seems to be a really, really big problem. Malumi on social media about half ago says, Ndate Sabatini is right. I just passed one SANDF vehicle stuck on the road uh, western area next to BP on the, tw- on the N12. Our poor soldiers, uh, which means that they, they, they're sitting in the sun, effectively. Um, yeah, and some the, 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 the WhatsApp messages, you took, one of our listeners took a video as they were driving past a vehicle stuck on the side of the road. I, we, have to, we have to reach out to the SANDF, guys. We have to have them on the radio tomorrow. Twix, surely, I, I don't see how this is. I've never seen, yo, anyway, let's take a quick break. I'm going to continue with Dr. With Dr. Imtia Suleiman after this.